Hello and welcome to the Sweet Connection. I'm your host, Catters. With me today is my co-host, it's Kyle McCarthy. Kyle, how are you doing? Hi, you right? I was, until you just came to my house just now. <laughs> Kyle, we're about to enter into a whole new world. All of our thoughts and ideas are going onto the internet. Okay, what do you think about that? <laughs> In between being mauled by my dog. <laughs> well, I like the mauling of the dog part, but... I don't know. I haven't really got any interesting thoughts, really. So. Well, that's a great start to the show, Carl. <laughs> it's a great start to this whole series of you saying, well, actually, I'm not really that interesting a person. <laughs> Maybe you're the wrong person to do doing this, Kyle. Maybe you've got someone else. Perhaps, Your yeah. dad would be great at this, wouldn't he? Yeah, probably. Oh, uh, he, would, he well. would get in so much trouble, though. He'd say the wrong thing. <laughs> oh, probably, yeah, but... If you say the wrong thing, by the way, it is out here forever, oh, right? Yeah, so yeah. if you say that you hate the Jews, <laughs> what? Uh... <laughs> it's going to be on here forever. <laughs> okay. Okay. Right. I'm ready. So do you hate the Jews? No. Oh, okay. Or, or do I? I okay, would you... <laughs> okay. Uh, would you just say the word yes for me, please? Uh, no. Why not? Because I know you are you, edit it. Are you afraid that I'm going to, to, to edit in you saying yes to me asking that question? Yes. Exactly I mean, like, what? Whoa, he said it. <laughs> yes, he said it. Absolutely. So, Carl, the first topic that I want to talk to you about today is beer. Okay. <laughs> I've got a great relationship with beer, as do you. <laughs> okay. What is your favorite beer? Um, a difficult question. Uh, I really don't have one. I just normally buy whatever's on tap. <laughs> that is the worst answer to that question <laughs> you could have possibly given. Even saying that you like Budweiser, or the, which is, which in my opinion is the most bang average beer, would be better than the answer you just gave there. <laughs> well, you know. Surely your favourite beer um, is Newcastle Brown Ale. Yeah, but they don't. They never do it on tap, and there's uh, actually that's a lot. Well, there is one place they do it on tap, Carl, isn't it? Uh, in Milan. In Milan. <laughs> Did they do it in Milan? Yeah. Did they? Mm -hmm. Where was that? Uh, it was from Sports Bar in Milan. When the, um, I don't know if you remember. We was it that Irish pub? Yeah, yeah. It was that? Yeah, it was, yeah. Yeah, it was. Sorry. Uh, yeah, again, I'm not a massive fan um, of... <laughs> I'm not a massive fan of Newcastle Brown Ale, Carl. I think it's a bit too ale-y. Well, yeah, it totally is, but it's super frothy. Just if you get it from the tax file. But uh, other than that, it's all right. Yeah, uh, I basically have a bell system for my dog where because he doesn't like to bark or uh, or scratch at the door like a normal dog would indicate that he wants to go to the toilet. So we have like a little bell that we have trained him to ring. And if you don't let him out after he's rung the bell, he gets very aggy, as you might be able to hear now. Bobby? Yeah, he's getting pretty aggy. So I'm going to have to let him out here. So, Carl, my favourite beer, as you know, is the Mighty Carling. Okay, Carling, in my opinion, is the best beer because it's British, it's iconic, and it's great tasting. Okay, what do you think about that? Well, you're right, it, it is British, but uh, that's probably as far as it goes. <laughs> um, that's the only part of my statement that was correct. Yeah, um, well, in my humble opinion. Our survey says, <laughs> yeah. ding. Well, you know, just, just look at even the aesthetic of the can is poor. It's just... It has Burton on Trent on it. For <laughs> that is true. I mean, just a mere mention of Burton on Trent, I don't think is uh, shouts quality, does it? Apologies <laughs> <laughs> anyone who lives in Burton on Trent, right. of course. But somehow I doubt. I'm pretty sure no one in Burton on Trent is listening wow. to this to this podcast. I'm not sure anyone is uh, listening to this podcast. I'm not sure I'm going to listen to this podcast, and, and I'm going to be the one editing it, <laughs> right? I don't get Laura to do it. <laughs> but yeah, well, just, I don't understand your obsession of the love of Carling. It's just uh, bizarre in itself, to be honest. So. I I seem to be the only person in the country who actually likes Carling. Everywhere else, people give me hate for liking Carling. Okay. Usually while they're sipping on a Budweiser, which I think is the height of irony, because Budweiser, <laughs> as I said, is shocking. All right. It's commercialized dishwater. <laughs> all right. That's my review of Budweiser. Okay. Rave review. Of Rave review. Okay. But um, we have we have recently uh, been sampling more wines, though, haven't we, Carl? <laughs> well, especially one last night, at least, um, from a box. So from a box. Very Again, the hallmark of quality. Mm -hmm. A box of uh, Tesco's own 
wine as well. So. And did the box say the words Burton on Trent? <laughs> no, so in fact, it was actually of the highest quality, so it had the. Uh, I don't know where it was from actually, so that's not. It's not any of any use to anyone. So. <laughs> <laughs> if you saw a wine in a box that had the words Burton on Trent on it, would you buy it? Well, to be honest, I don't think they can grow grapes in Burton on Trent. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good point. <laughs> Where is Burton on Trent, by the way? I uh, have no idea. Um, in Burton. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure we could look it up, but that will be a waste of good resources. Yeah. So, so again, I'm going to assume it's somewhere up north. It sounds like it, like it's a northern town. Yeah. Like a grim northern. I'm gonna say somewhere actually Midlands way. This, like this like guess. like sort of Sheffield way, yeah. Yeah. Okay. No, well, Sheffield's still technically in the north, so Midlands, like Birmingham, perhaps area. Birmingham. Yeah, it's my guess. What a town. I what a town car. I actually really like Birmingham. Well, I like the pop world. But... Oh, the pop world. We've got to talk <laughs> about the pop world, okay? Now, I'm not a massive fan of clubs, okay? I'm more of a pub guy, you know? I like to sit down uh, and take the weight off my feet whilst I sip a warm carling, right? Mm-hmm. By a roaring fire, okay? So I'm not really one for clubs, okay? But there is one club or one chain of clubs which is a special club and the dog is now scratching at the door to come in so I'm going to pause it to let him in so Pop World is basically a club which exclusively uh, plays uh, what you call retro pop music okay which sort of caters to my taste in music okay I have never had a bad experience in a Pop World I don't think anyone has had a bad experience in a, in a Pop World right? you can't have a bad experience after you've just danced to a cha-cha slide can you, Carl? Everyone is happy after dancing to a cha-cha slide. Well, you've got to be a certain level of drunk, I think. Um, otherwise, if you're doing it bone sober, it'd probably be a quite an awful experience. So, um, but you know, as normally when we're in pop world, we're relatively shreked. Uh, <laughs> shreked uh, is a phrase to mean very, very drunk for for people who who are not aware of that. Okay, I'm just I'm just explaining the references as we go so that people know what we're talking about mm-hmm. okay but yes usually one has to be a certain level of shrek slash drunk to uh, enter a pop world okay and you, and again we usually are but after pop world comes the uh, hot dogs isn't it because <laughs> there is a hot dog stand outside pop world in birmingham which uh, we have visited on occasion have we not mm-hmm. and we got the sloppiest hot dog it was like a foot long hot dog onions cheese chili sauce mm-hmm. the whole shebang and after a long night dancing to a uh, cotton eye joe okay that's exactly what you need to uh, recharge just a, g- a good old a good old sloppy sausage okay <laughs> i'm very i'm very sad that i said the word sloppy sausage on a uh, podcast i promised myself i wouldn't say sloppy sausage on the podcast and i've ruined it i've ruined it so carl um there is a dog present with us. Mm-hmm. There is a dog in the room, my dog, mm-hmm. okay, who shall remain nameless. Okay. Um, you also have dogs, don't you? Yeah, I've got two dogs, so, which I love very much. So what breed are your dogs? Uh, they're two Lazarapsos. Lazarapsos, mm-hmm. okay. I did used to have um, a Lazarapso. They are very nice dogs, aren't they? Yeah. Very nice dogs. Mm-hmm. Except your dogs aren't necessarily normal, are they, Carl? Would you like to talk about the antics that your dogs get up to? Uh, well, one of them I think is totally fine, um, but th- there is uh, one of my dogs, and she's—I um, um, don't know what the best word for it would be—but special, special, yeah, perhaps. Um, essentially, she, her tongue, hangs out of her mouth um, all the time, um, due to what the vet thinks is a to a broken jaw when she was younger. So she's got that crooked smile and her face is like <laughs> all on one side and her tongue's hanging out. So, um, yeah, it's very And good. she also smells as well. Oh, yeah. Is she, that due to the tongue? Yeah, I'd I, nev- I would, I would think so, yes. Because I assume she can't clean herself, so she just smells real bad. So, Yeah, but even your quote-unquote normal dog also has a, a certain tendency to um, pee on the floor whenever someone rings the doorbell. <laughs> Well, she's excited, so I just think that's a normal dog thing to do, really. It's not a normal dog thing to do. <laughs> You've got two broken dogs. <laughs> nah, she's, she's fine. She's fine. She's a good dog. So. Yeah. yeah. That's good. Except um, 
my dog uh, is a Yorkshire Terrier, okay, which is the premium of dogs. Okay, he's a bit big for a Yorkshire Terrier, right? He's quite tall. He's got very long legs, right? He looks almost like half a Greyhound, half a Yorkshire Terrier, and he's very fast and he's very excitable, as Kyle found out about ten minutes ago. Mm-hmm. He's only just settled down. So. He hasn't just settled down for how long? Nobody knows. So, Kyle, I would uh, like to find out your opinion on the uh, so-called internet challenges. You know, you know these things like the uh, cinnamon challenge, uh, the ice bucket challenge, things like that. What do you think about them? Well, um, essentially, a lot of them are ridiculous. But um, if they're if they're done for a good cho- uh, a good cause, sorry, um, like the uh, ice bucket challenge, that's all, I'm all in favour for that. But stuff like the uh, the neck nomination challenge. <laughs> We've got to talk about the neck nomination challenge, Carl. Now, um, this was a challenge that went around. It was about four years ago. I think it was 2014. It was August of 2014. A simpler time, a better time. <laughs> Obama was still in power, okay? And David Cameron was also still in power, which is not quite as good. And um, so the idea was you a person would uh, film themselves drinking a pint of uh, various alcohols. Usually it's spirit-based, correct? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it would be like uh, a pint of vodka mixed with a bit of orange juice with some gin. They would neck this drink, and they would then nominate, hence the neck nomination, fun fact there, uh, three other people who would then have to film themselves doing increasingly outlandish chat uh you know alcohols mm-hmm. okay so would you please tell us um what your neck nomination was <laughs> well uh my neck nomination was interesting um i uh well i had to set the standard really <laughs> um, it's really hard to uh, say isn't it car okay yeah. it's just uh it's just like so many bad memories <laughs> yeah. come flooding back well, just everything about it. This is like a therapy session that's just being recorded <laughs> and distributed to the world. Yeah, okay, well. so let's let's go for it. All right, what was in your your cup? Okay, well, um, to line the glass, so to speak, I had a couple of um, s- uh, toxic waste sweets, which um, <laughs> <laughs> I've forgotten about that. Yeah, so uh, which added to the taste. Actually, if anything, it probably saved the drink itself. Made it. <laughs> Not as vile, so um, save the drink is going a little bit far. <laughs> yeah. It made the drink like one percent less horrific. Well, yeah, perhaps, but um, well, then I probably had about a third of uh, Glenn's vodka in this pint glass, and then uh, then the remainder was um, a nine percent beer called Kestrel, which is absolutely lovely, has to be said. So, um yeah, Unfortunately, it, uh, it, it is no carling, is it, Kestrel? Right? No, it's not. No, it's uh, it's much better. <laughs> <laughs> that is not true. You can buy about four for three pounds. That is not the hallmark of quality. <laughs> right, so um, what were you thinking when you were necking this drink? Was it, was it all in one? Did you do it all in one? Yeah, all in one. Um, I slopped a lot of it down myself. Um, <laughs> and then uh, and I also had... Blue Monday playing in the background, which uh, <laughs> made it a lot more bearable. Which is but, your favourite band, isn't it? Well, uh, no, no. Well, New Order are up there, but uh, my favourite band are actually the Smiths. So uh, we're going. We are. We are not talking about the Smiths yet. Yeah, all right. We'll, no, 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 we'll, yeah. we'll we'll save that for the, for the next episode if there is one. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, we'll, we'll save it for another day because uh, also another fun fact, I suppose, is. Uh, Catters doesn't actually really like music that much, so uh, it's true. I'm, I'm not really on for music. I prefer podcasts, which is why I'm sitting here doing a podcast with you in the studio, shall we call it, aka, he, AKA my lounge, <laughs> <laughs> and hence why I'm not making music, Carl. Right? So I would say that you have to stick to what you know. Yeah, well, it's funny you say that, Catters, because you have recently made a uh, purchase from myself. I purchased um, an instrument off a very dodgy guy, and he he absolutely beat me over the head with the price. This thing was so overpriced. I paid £10 for a Yamaha keyboard, which is embarrassing. Well, I don't actually know how much we ended up buying it for, but I think it was like 100 quid. So, uh... And you sold it to me for £10. That's, that's a bad error on your part. I was like, yes, please. Okay, because new, those things are hundreds of pounds, aren't they? Yeah, yeah, they're very expensive. So uh, you got a bargain, but, you know... Someone's got to help the uh, 
Help the little guy. <laughs> Help the little guy. Yeah, yeah. You know, I am I am working my way through the songbook that they gave me. I know a few uh, a few bangers such as Mary had a little lamb, <laughs> um, a bar bar black sheep. Mm-hmm. Uh, we wish you a merry Christmas. Mm-hmm. And actually, I also know the a Titanic theme tune as well. Yeah. That's... Which is which uh, is probably the hardest song I know because because it needs two hands. And uh, I'm not really good at using two hands uh, for the keyboard. I'm like a one-hand guy at the moment, mm-hmm. right? Because it's very hard for me to to be hitting those keys w- with uh, old righty over there, <laughs> and then uh, you know whilst trying to maintain the chord of the left. But yeah, I am I'm working through it. And you also play the uh, guitar, don't you? Yes. Uh, well, play is probably a um, is a uh, bar is probably an overstatement, so to speak. Uh, I attempt to play. <laughs> that's probably um, that's probably more. You uh, hold the guitar sometimes. <laughs> I hold yeah. the guitar. You cradle it in your arms. I hold the guitar. I touch the strings a couple of times, and sometimes it makes a noise. Sometimes it doesn't. <laughs> so it should really always make a noise, well, shouldn't yeah, it? Yeah, it does. But I mean, like a pleasant noise. A pleasant noise. Yeah. yeah. So. Yeah, yeah. The reason I chose the keyboard is that you can't play it out of tune. Mm, that's interesting, yeah. Um, and because again, I'm not really into music. I was like, I I don't want to play an instrument out of tune. Um, Laura plays the flute, and the flute is really hard to play in tune. So I was just like, I don't want to struggle for for six months to uh, play this um, instrument like really badly out of tune. Okay, hence why I I like to press a button, and it's uh, it's just already there. Yeah, to be honest, I never really thought of that before, but that's a good point. Um, but with a guitar, you just buy a tune and it's easy, but um, it takes about two seconds. But, you know, you know each for their, each to their own cats, but I suppose a flute might be a bit more difficult. So, so getting back to uh, these challenges, Carl, before we got sidetracked by about five different tangents, <laughs> talk about neck nominations and keyboards. Um, the thing that I wanted to uh, show you was this new thing called the Hot Water Challenge. Oh, okay. Now, already, that sounds quite bad. Yeah, I'd say so. I hope, I hope it isn't what I think it is. It's so. exactly what you think it is. Oh, okay. okay, basically, the challenge, I put in quotes, is to um, pour boiling water over a sleeping person. Oh, okay. I didn't realise it was going to be over a sleeping person. I thought they were going to pour it over their own head. Um, no, no. Even this is actually worse than that, some would say. Yeah. So you pour hot water over a sleeping friend. I'm not sure what the challenge is there. Is the challenge to get second degree burns? Because if so, <laughs> well, you'll probably get it. Well, yeah. And also, could you imagine... It, the challenge is essentially how to uh, how to lose your friends quickly. I think so. <laughs> how to lose friends and alienate people, giving them second degree burns on their face that are permanent. Look, to be fair, like you don't need boiling hot water to do that. Cats, <laughs> so. Oh no, we're like nearly fifteen minutes in, and you've already hit me with an absolute burn. I'm I am going to edit that out. Uh, <laughs> I'm gonna. You know what I'll do. I will record me saying that and then edit it in so it's, so it's as if I said it to you. <laughs> so then I look, I look, I look like, a, like an awesome hero and you look like a dick. Well, it won't be the first time. So. It will not be the first time and it's not going to be the last on the show either. So Carl, you're a big film guy, aren't you? Um, yeah, I like films. I like uh, watching, going to the old cinema to watch a film. The old the... film theatre. <laughs> <laughs> a little small theatre called Cine World <laughs> a, li- a little independent place a little independent place support your local uh, your local film theatre and we have a small independent film theatre in our own town which you choose to ignore it's expensive isn't it <laughs> so, uh, it's the same price as, as the big one that you go to well I, get, I have an unlimited card so I can see as many films I want for a measly price of £16.90 a month deals now that sounds a lot but if you watch two films or a month, yeah. you've made your money back, haven't you? Yeah, yeah. So, like, really, you want to milk that, don't you? Yeah. So, so seeing as you have to kind of have, so seeing as you have to see lots of films, as you watch lots of films, Carl, do you ever watch any films that are really bad and that you're glad that you didn't have to pay for? Um, yes, um, several. Um, well, I could go on. There's actually a lot because surprisingly. <laughs> well, start up, Kyle. Surprisingly, there's more bad films that I see than there are good. 
So, <laughs> you know what? There is exactly one film that I'd love to um, speak about that you saw, and I think you know what it is. Okay. It's the snowman. Oh, yeah. <laughs> right. Okay. Well, what are your thoughts on the snowman? Well, the snowman was, uh, well, it came out last year. I suppose to give it some content, uh, context. Sorry. If anyone doesn't know, it came out last year, starring... Carl, uh, please turn your phone off when we're recording a podcast. It's, uh... <laughs> now, now I have to leave that in, because we're now talking about it. Well, yeah. It's okay. a continuity error, on our first day, fuck's sake. Well... Yeah, carry on about the snowman. Well, yes, it's got Michael Fassbender anyway, and it was fucking awful. So, um, that's, that's it, really. Is that your quote on, like, the, uh, box? <laughs> yeah. It's fucking awful, Carl McCarthy. It's just fucking terrible. Four out of ten. Four out of ten. Would not recommend. Um, that's that's it really. Why was it so bad? Um, okay, so it was bad because um, it had potential to be pretty good, but the ending was awful. Like it was just so dumb. Um, but this there, there were so many things wrong with it. So um, <laughs> such as okay, so essentially um, spoiler alert, I suppose, but. Um, <laughs> Uh, the uh, no one cares about about uh, spoilers for the snowman. <laughs> no, and um, well, at the end, there's this situation where the, the the killer, the the snowman guy, he essentially has his. Is he a real snowman? No, he's not oh. a real snowman. It's just not it's, watching it then. It's just a dude, but um, he's he's got he's in a situation where he's like facing away from Michael Fassbender, and he's got his um, his wife in this some sort of. I don't know, like, he's got, like, this, it's like... It's a cable gun, isn't it's it? It's a cable gun, so yeah. So it's a gun which which has, like, a loop of steel cable, mm -hmm. and he can pull the trigger, and it, like, tightens to the point where it will, like, cut your head off. Yeah, yeah, essentially, right. yes. And, um, well, so he's facing away from Michael Fassbender, and so he could... And he has a gun, so <laughs> all he has to do is just pop him in the back of the head, and it's done. <laughs> But and he chooses not to, even not though to. even though he's facing away from him at the time. Yeah, and he could just quietly raise his gun back of the head. Yeah. You you're not going to have any time to uh, pull that trigger, are no. you? None, none at all. No, and uh, well, it was just silly. It was just it was silly. So just there was a lot of other issues with it, but um, that was I remember that thinking at the time that was fucking silly. So um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, because like seeing as I don't have uh, an unlimited card. I generally only see films that I want to see, so I don't have many bad experiences at the uh, theatre or the cinema, as we would call it, mm -hmm. than perhaps you do. Um, what's the worst film that I've paid to see? Um, I saw Nomeo and Juliet. <laughs> okay. Oh I saw it with uh, my nephew, and I had to pay for myself and the nephew as well. Okay, because my sister never refunded me for that. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> if you're listening, right, I want my 15 quid. <laughs> so, yeah. So, like, usually I enjoy the films that I watch. Yeah. I don't necessarily go to the cinema that often. No, I am, um, to be fair. Usually no. it's with you and our friend Reese, isn't it? Yeah. Hi, Reese. If you're listening, which you're definitely not. <laughs> yeah, well, uh, to be fair, I've been a bit lax with my cinema going as well recently. So, um,. I haven't, haven't been for probably about a month. So, a month? So yeah. you're out of pocket for this month? Yeah, I'm out of pocket oh. for this month. So, um, Rubbish. I can't remember the last film I actually saw at the cinema. Um, like the movies. Uh, I forgot. Probably. Probably it was... Um, was it Was it Infinity War? It might have been, yeah. I think it was. Oh, God, that was like in April. Yeah, that was... That yeah, was a while ago. That is... Yeah, that show, yeah. goes to show how... I, I thought it was a month, but time goes fast. So. Time does go fast, yeah. 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 I really enjoyed that film, as you know. Uh, yeah, well, Kaz is a, um, a massive uh, fanboy of anything Marvel. Marvel. Of Marvel and DC. Well, well not really DC, because I do shit on DC a lot. Yeah. Okay, and I, and I shall do for some of this podcast, right? <laughs> well, you know, I, I, don't, I don't mind the DC films. I, I was getting sick of superhero films in general, in my honest opinion, so... Yeah, I think there is a... You know what? It's more dangerous when you get, like, a bang-average superhero film. Yeah. Like, um, right now, uh, the film the, the Ant-Man and the Wasp is coming out in our cinema soon. And apparently it's just fine. Yeah. So it isn't good, it's not bad. Now, having those mediocre films are probably... I would say would probably cause, like, fatigue for, um, for those films in general, which is a shame, because there are some really good ones out there. 
Yeah. Um, which they sort of get ruined by the uh, mediocre ones. Mm-hmm. Um, so I would I'd say that we we probably have five or ten years left before people get really sick of them. You know how like in the sixties, uh, um, the western was uh, really really popular. Yeah. And then like every other film was a western, and, and then people got sick of it. And then there was like stop being westerns, yeah. and they've never really come back, have they? Like no. not in like a main, uh, not in a real mainstream way. No. Obviously, we do occasionally get get a western, uh, like the Hateful Eight, yeah. which was by a Tarantino. But that's kind of like the exception. So maybe we will um, stop getting superhero films, maybe in like ten, fifteen years time. Well, um, I'll be surprised if it's not before then. To be honest, um, I think uh, once they've finished this whole. Uh, Infinity War sort of deal. I think that's when we'll start to see a decline in them. And that's what I think, anyway. You've heard it here first. I mean, he's one hundred percent wrong, but you've heard it here first, guys. All right. Carl mm. McCarthy says after Infinity War, whatever, <laughs> it's going to be a decline from well, here. Yeah. Right. Probably the standard of film world, definitely, because I think everyone just gets sick of seeing the same stuff, don't they? So. Yeah, I mean, most superhero films end with like a blue sky beam, don't they? Yeah. Like yeah. there's like six or seven films, which I won't name. Yeah, even though I could. Yeah, I'm not gonna name them. Okay, I'll do it. Iron Man, <laughs> Suicide Squad. Oh, that's awful, isn't it? Uh, Age of Ultron. Yeah, possibly. Avengers does. Avengers does. Yeah, the first Avengers. Well, doesn't Age of Ultron just drop a city on top of another city or something? Isn't that something ridiculous <laughs> they do? Like... It's not onto another city. It's just it's just they uh, have a city that's flying, uh-huh. and then that is meant to act as like a comet to end the human race except they blow it up because it's a superhero film even though that seems even though that would seem to to cause like nearly as much damage as like leaving it intact because now you've got lots of little rocks as opposed to one big rock but uh you know needs must well it's a superhero film so hence we then we never see the uh the the collateral damage <laughs> um, oh that would be so much wouldn't it <laughs> oh, i am not cleaning that mess up no. i like Imagine like turning up to work and, and you're like a road sweeper and you just come into work and you just walk out your door and there's like a city block like on your on your road just like oh god I'm going to need a bigger broom <laughs> right <laughs> that should be the uh, film's tagline I'm going to need a bigger broom it's like it's kind of like Jaws it's like oh going to need a bigger boat it's like going to need a bigger broom yeah, that sort of was the uh, joke car. Oh, really? Oh, thanks for explaining it. Well, yeah. So, if you were a bit... Oh, no, <laughs> come on, guys. We're all friends here. <laughs> so, you know. So, Carl, you are what we, some would call an artist on the game known as Pro Evolution Soccer 2018. Is that correct? Um, that is a certified fact, yes. Um, it's not a thing that, that you'd say. It's a thing that people say about you, yeah? Yeah. Definitely, um, you know, it's been scientifically proven that I am an artist on Pez. <laughs> <laughs> only on Pez. Yeah. Certainly not in art. <laughs> only on Pez. See, I recently purchased Pez mm-hmm. to try and uh, emulate Carl's success, and um, I'm having a mixed time at the moment. You know what? As as of recording this, Carl, I'm actually on like a six-game losing streak, and and I've no idea where I, I'm on a goal drought. I've scored like one goal. In like six games on my current setting, which is like top player, which is the second highest one, um, and I think that goal was from a corner. <laughs> oh, lovely. <laughs> I'm a bit of a <laughs> so uh, yeah, I don't I don't like the passing system. I don't, I don't know the fact that when I when I when I signal to make that crucial final pass, which which obviously in real life I'm an absolute pass maker. Right? I can I can I can oh, see the pass before the pass is even there. Right, and then I and then I fired and then I fired the bullet, aka the ball, um, <laughs> into that danger area for usually you to uh, finish off. Mm-hmm. Okay, but um, and so I find it stifling that Pez can't keep up with my uh, razor sharp thinking. Um, so I mean, you say that it's because I'm bad at the game. <laughs> I'd say that I'd say that it, that it is because the game is bad at me. Well, it's, it's probably a mixture of both. Um, the, the passing system is can be pretty bad, um, but I think the main issue with uh, I find a Pez this year is uh, the player changing system, which is fucking abysmal. <laughs> but um, the um, although I've 
thought of a solution to your passing thing. You can actually change the passing settings. What? Yeah. So this, is, can, this is a revolutionary. So because you probably have it on like really super assisted, which means it kind of guesses where you're going to pass it. This so, explains a lot, Carl. Yeah. So <laughs> if you you can set it to like semi assisted, where like so it's it kind of half guesses where you're going to pass it and like. But it's more manual, or you can set it to a completely manual. But that is really, really hard. So, okay. isn't also the shooting system you can adjust as well? Because I find that with my shots, either they go left, middle, or centre. Yeah. And like always in one of those three, so there's none like, like like sort of half left or half right. Yeah. So it's like almost like 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 the game like picks like one out of the three that I'm. I'm going for and then shoots it there which is fine I mean like the um, shooting part of it is is not my main issue it's the uh, passing part of it but that's the thing you can also change right yeah yeah definitely so um, the the shoot you're right you're right with the shooting actually I've uh, I never really thought of it that, that much either I don't think it's that much of a major issue but, uh, it's, but do you know how to do like the different types of shots I was not aware there was more than one type of shot. Yeah, there's 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 several different shots. Oh, there's types. the um, finesse chip shot, isn't there? Well, there's a chip. I am I am so not ready for that. <laughs> yeah, there's a chip shot. There's a finesse shot, and uh, there's like a knuckle shot, which is like super powerful shot. A knuckle shot. Yeah. Why is it called a knuckle shot? Because it dips and weaves when it's like in the middle of the air. I don't know what's called a knuckle shot. <laughs> it dips and weaves like a knuckle mm-hmm. in the air. Yeah, well, I think it's called. I think um, I think the term was knuckle shot was um, started by the way. I don't know because you're not massive. Well, you're a football fan, but you're not a massive football fan like mm. me or some someone else. But uh, it's a phrase popularized by Chris, the way Cristiano Ronaldo used to kick it. He used to kick it so hard in the centre of the ball that used to go up in the air and weave all over the place. And normally going to the goal. So. <laughs> <laughs> was that intentional, do you reckon, or was that just? Yeah, yeah, because um, yeah, he knew what he was doing definitely. Because obviously he's a he's a professional. Uh, at it, so. you know what? I don't like Cristiano Ronaldo. Oh. Um, I am putting that out there on the internet. All right, Cristiano Ronaldo, if you're listening, all right, you can fuck right off. <laughs> no, he's. I prefer. I think he's the he's the goat. So is he better than Messi? In my opinion, yes. I would I would say again I'm not a massive football fan so please take this with a whole pinch of salt is that Messi seems to be better like skills on the ball mm-hmm. whereas Ronaldo is a bit more like wide range so he can he can take free kicks he can take penalties um he can dribble uh sort of thing whereas Messi I'd say most of his thing is is like his insane dribbling skills yeah no um no you're right um it's it's going to be interesting next season um, because obviously Ronaldo's obviously moved to Juventus as well. But um, as they're both getting really old now, they're both a really similar similar age. I think Messi's thirty, Ronaldo's thirty three. So, yeah, so um, he um, it's going to be interesting to see how they change because obviously they've been. But um, going back to your original point, who's better and why they're better? Um, I think Ronaldo's better because um, he, he yeah you're right he has a bit more. Uh, he's a bit more dynamic of his game. He's faster, stronger. He can jump he a is, lot higher. He is much stronger. Isn't yeah. he? he is an absolute. I mean, like he's a beast. Again, I think he's uh, mostly for show. Yeah. Uh, well, I think yeah, I could take him. Well, um, yeah, probably. But I think you could take him as well. He could literally jump over your head and then like. Well, then yeah, just... but yeah, well, that isn't that hard to. I mean, <laughs> no. like you know, yeah. I'm just you know, I'm I'm just a pretty average six at one on a car. <laughs> uh, hashtag under five foot so okay now that's not true okay <laughs> okay so the truth is somewhere in in the middle there all right okay what i like her uh, what i like is uh obviously our friends uh we have a friend who shall remain nameless adam <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> who is actually slightly taller than me at mm-hmm. i don't know what five foot eleven yeah and yet he gets all the abuse because like most of our friends would you say are like quite tall yeah. So there's a few who are like six foot three, one is six foot five. You're like six foot two, aren't you? Mm-hmm. So we are quite a tall friendship group. Um, so obviously, when you're like my height and you're walking next to you, I look quite small, even though I'm actually like average height, shall we say? And uh, I I enjoy how 
I <laughs> I enjoy how uh, Adam, our friend, gets all the abuse from all you guys for being short, even though I'm shorter than him. Yeah, well, he uh, he he once he was explaining it like, oh, I get frustrated that um, I uh, that you know I look really small next to you guys, despite like I'm like above average height and then um, and because he literally just said that once we just all started riffing him for it saying oh you're not six foot and <laughs> and uh, uh, <laughs> that's the phrase that like he, he, he hears in his dreams <laughs> at night and he's like oh <laughs> I'm not six foot <laughs> then he with, wakes up with a cold sweat <laughs> with a cold sweat he wakes up he turns around and like you're in the bed next to him <laughs> you're not six foot <laughs> yeah so Carl a bit of local news um, <laughs> recently in our town, which shall remain nameless, okay, it's Felix though, um, there was a very new Range Rover that was parked on the beach and got stuck and then got swallowed by the sea. Did you see this? I, uh, I, I have seen it, yes. I've seen it on the news, I've seen it on the internet. Um, it's become quite a uh, viral sensation. <laughs> in, uh, that that term is very much overused in this situation. Okay, <laughs> it is not viral. Right, no. What is the opposite of viral? Well, uh, it's viral on in the um, the internet in our local area on, on the Felix Those People's page. In uh, uh, we are definitely going to talk about that page at some point on the show because yeah. that's an amazing page. It is an amazing page. Um, it's it's actually really difficult to talk about though, isn't it? Because well, it just is like. Um, so when what? we get onto it, what is the, the Felix Day People's page? Um, I'm sure we'll have plenty of time to explain. Carl. Yeah, it's just okay. It's it's full of the most cringeworthy crap you've <laughs> ever seen. All right, so. but anyway, back back to the point, Carl. I, I I hate the fact that we're going off on these tangents. All right, <laughs> I wanted a tight ship. All right, not a fucking a ship that's got that's got like a collar in the bottom. All right, <laughs> so this this Range Rover. All right, basically the story is is that because on Friday. We had quite a big storm, didn't we? Mm-hmm. Yeah, a very large storm, which right. was actually really, really needed after. Oh my god, it was about so needed. Six weeks. It was it was over six weeks of no rain at yeah. this time, um, and this woman, uh, she had her jet skis out, mm-hmm. um, and she wanted to get them in before the storm hit. Makes sense. Very sensible. Mm-hmm. Okay. Unfortunately, she chose not to go to a jetty to uh, get her um, her jet skis in. And she instead just drove onto the beach, didn't she? Mm-hmm. Um, whereas she then got stuck in the sand. Yep. And uh, then after that, she then went to a local shop and said, help me, I've got my Range Rover stuck in the sand. Yes. And uh, essentially, uh, it remained stuck until about midnight and when the sea engulfed it. And, uh, it did. I mean, I mean they... Um, they they did have a first attempt at trying to rescue it, didn't they? Because yeah. they got a, a tow truck down there, mm-hmm. um, and then didn't the tow trucks uh, thing broke? Didn't it? The winch broke, or the oh, or the tow bar came off I the Range Rover, the, uh, or the tow truck? Yeah, I think that happened. Yeah, I don't know the full ins and outs. Um, oh really? Okay. Yeah, I just know the. Uh... <laughs> Usually, you are so spot on, Carl. Your facts. <laughs> yeah. Well, only only certain facts, you know, like how good I am at Pez. And that's probably about it. So. <laughs> that one fact, yeah. So, um, so this Range Rover got stuck. It tried to get winched out. That failed, and then they chose to abandon it because the, um, the the sea water coming. And I'd imagine by that point the storm was was in full flow, and it was a fucking shocker, wasn't it? It was an absolute. There was just there was lightning, there was um, thunder, there was a tornado actually. Oh really? No, there wasn't. No. Oh, <laughs> well, that's going in. Yeah. That makes me look silly now. It does so. make you look even sillier than normal. Um, so I think they chose to then to then abandon it, um, and uh, so it uh, stayed there until the, the high tide came in, and it got fully submerged. Fully. Submerged. Now um, that's that's that is obviously a write-off. Um, you can sort of empathise with with the car being written off, can't you? Um, I don't know what you're talking about. I think you're lying, Carl. I I think that you write off cars every other week. Uh, okay, so I've only written off one car. Um, <laughs> it was by accident, obviously. Surely most write-offs are by accident. Well, yeah, unless you know you're going around purposely writing off your car for the bants. But uh, this certainly wasn't because it was a um, a really bad experience. I wouldn't recommend it to anyone. Don't write off your car. (laughs) (laughs) 
This has been a public service announcement <laughs> by the DVLA. It's just like a video of you saying, don't write off your car. <laughs> don't be a Wally. I was, and it's, it's not fun. It's not, it's not fun. No, it's not fun. Even though, like, it seemed like this whole event, I mean, like, I wouldn't really call it a crash because it didn't seem like much of a crash. Well, my, my accent. Yeah. yeah, no, it was, um, it wasn't really. It was, um, a very slow, uh, paste me going to the back of a fuck off Volvo so um, and then my car because obviously my the front of my car is obviously it's crumple zone so it's absolutely crumpled up and I was like well probably hit that at about 10 miles per hour if that and uh, <laughs> and yet my car just looks absolutely trashed even though even though that the other car was perfectly fine wasn't the it? other car was nothing it, it literally had one dent in it and so it was uh yeah, bad time really. So, I just got it as well. I only had the, the car for about three months. Did you really? Yeah. I, d- I did not know that. Yeah. I that must really suck. Yeah, that fucking sucked. So, uh, I had it in May. Yeah, I bought it in May and I wrote it off in August. So, <laughs> that's like the start of like a really good song lyric. Yeah. I bought it in May. Yeah. And I wrote it off in August. I might have to. I might have to write that might down. Have to write, that, <laughs> write that down. Actually, yeah. <laughs> in fact. That is a good name for this podcast, actually. Yeah. I bought it in my... <laughs> that's what the episode's going to be called, actually. <laughs> I'm going to call the episode, I bought it in my... I wrote it off in August. Okay. <laughs> well, you know, I'm, I don't mean to be so um, creative, but it just comes out sometimes, so... What can I say? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a curse, really, isn't it? Yeah. It's my gift, my curse. <laughs> I am Spider-Man. Well... Is that is that what Spider-Man says? Is it? He says that at the end of the first one. Yeah. No, no. In fact, I think he says it at the end of uh, of the uh, first trilogy. Um, oh. I think he says it at the end. Oh, this okay. is my gift, my curse. I am Spider-Man. Nice. Those films are uh, are quite. I mean, the uh, first two are pretty good, aren't they? Yeah. Um, yeah. The first the first two are brilliant. The second one, especially, is fantastic. It's probably the best Spider-Man film made. Can't. You were gonna get so much hate for saying that, okay? Well, the second Spider-Man film, the first Spider-Man film, and the second one. You said the first Spider-Man film, didn't you? No, I meant the second. The second Spider-Man either, film. Was either the you best. said the third Spider-Man film is the best, or I misheard you. Either way, I'm going to say that that you're wrong. Oh, okay. okay. Well, and there's no way to like listen back to a check who's right. There's there's literally no way. <laughs> I wish there was a way we could just go back and see what you said, but I'm not going to do that, girl. Yeah. Anyway, the second Spider-Man film. Yeah, it's uh, it's the best one. By far, you know that that random scene in it, which is amazing. You know, it's a bit where he's just had the arms attached to him. Sorry, this is um, the villain of the piece, a Doctor Octopus, mm-hmm. and he has um, four metal octopus arms like attached to him in like a freak science accident. Because every single villain in that series is caused by like a freak science accident. Mm-hmm. Literally every single one. Um, and um, he's in the hospital. And like a team of doctors are trying to cut these things free, and and seeing as they work independently of his brain, they then just kill everyone in the room in like a real like horror sort of fashion, and it's amazing, mm-hmm. and it just comes out of nowhere. Yeah, well, um, it's actually pretty scary, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Because well, his arms um, just come to life and just kill these nurses and doctors, while like he's like asleep on the table. Yeah, well, um, it's yeah, it's really good because uh, the director of the film, Sam Raimi, he uh, actually. Um, I think he his first film was uh, the Evil Dead. Oh, it is as well, isn't it? Yeah. So um, ah, it's a um, throwback. It's, yeah, it's, it's essentially just like a uh, throwback to his horror days, I suppose. But it's, it, you're right; it's a really good scene. It is really good. So. It's a good scene. Yeah, mm. yeah. The um, the third one fell flat a bit, didn't it? Yeah, I feel um, I don't think it's as bad as everyone does give it. Honestly, um, I I have seen it recently, and it's not as bad as yeah. I remember. There's actually some good moments in that film. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, I think um, I think there was. It was just uh, a case of a film being ruined by the uh, studio. I think that's exactly what it was. Yeah. Because um, Sony wanted to shoehorn Venom into the film, even though Venom was meant to be nowhere near this film, mm-hmm. and it shows because like the main villain who gets all the best time is the Sandman. Yeah. And I really like the Sandman. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. He he was good. Um, because like he like I I say all good villains, you want excuse me, you want to um almost have them as like they are they are trying to do the best in their own eyes so obviously he so it's like so he's trying to get money for his sick daughter because that's how like every single villain starts out in mm. in you know um and um so he tries to like 
steal some money from a truck and then he gets involved in uh, like Spider-Man and like fighting Spider-Man isn't he the one who actually killed Uncle Ben yeah yeah. So. I didn't really like that like retcon did you? yeah no that was um, yeah that was just a bit of, like Maybe. yeah I wasn't yeah no I wasn't wasn't really a fan of that just try to shoehorn another uh, motive in there for a bit of a I don't know like a bit of dramatic effect. Yes, that's exactly. So, yeah, um, and I think it shows that like he was always the villain that was meant to be. Because like the the first scene where he's in, it's the scene where um, he gets his powers. Basically, like he 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 is on the run from the police, and he goes into a uh, a sand testing facility. Do you remember that? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh, he um, he stands like on top of the experiment which is like sand being hit by like I don't know cosmic rays or some shit like that Mm -hmm. and uh, which then turns like his atoms into sand Mm -hmm. and then there's a really cool scene where it's it's him like waking up in like his sand form and like he like wills himself back to life yeah and it's a really good scene it is yeah and that tone is sort of ruined by the watered down venom we got in the film yeah definitely Um, going back to um, that the the uh, the when he stands on the science experiment, uh, it's quite funny because uh, it, it then like uh, shoots to the uh, the scientists conducting the experiment. He's just like, oh, he's like, oh, the weight is just increased, and they're like, oh, it's probably just some fucking pigeons. They'll fly <laughs> off in a second. That's exactly what I forgot yeah. about that. And then it's <laughs> like, well, maybe, maybe you should have a look, mate. Maybe you should go have a look because <laughs> it could be. A man. A man. <laughs> if you know that the weight's increased, surely that you also know what the weight's increased by. It's like, <laughs> oh, this the weight is increased by about fifteen stone. Yeah. It's like <laughs> is that oh, a pigeon? <laughs> oh, it's just a fucking thirty pigeons just sat down instead, did they? They're like, brilliant. <laughs> yeah, it's fine. Don't check it, you know. <laughs> and we haven't got any cameras to actually look at the stuff because why would we? Yeah, exactly. It's just, oh, it's, yeah. That's another dumb moment in the film. That is true. But also, obviously, the best part of that film is uh, the uh, dancing, isn't it? Um, the bit where he's walking down the street and yeah. uh, he's um, he's got the uh, the the black goo inside him. Yeah. <laughs> now, now it's factually true, but the way that I've said it could be, yeah. <laughs> but so, like, he he has this like black goo inside him, which like makes him like a darker version of himself. Yeah. And he goes from being like this painful nerd to like thinking he's really cool yeah. so like he dances down the street doesn't he whilst like yeah. waving his fingers at all these women <laughs> yeah well um, the thing is there's like this like a jazz song going throughout the whole of the, the background of that of this whole scene where he's like dancing oh there down. is isn't there yeah what but could you song? imagine um, could you imagine if that had no music so he was just going down the, down the road and just like go <clears throat> <laughs> <laughs> that'd be really that would be really terrifying yeah that it? would actually be really kind of oh. scary but it's because the music's on that you think it's like wacky. It's wacky, and he's like doing it to the um, to the beat. To the beat, but actually, you know, he's just doing that in silence. So uh, that makes it a bit more terrifying for those ladies. <laughs> <laughs> they were seconds away from being killed, didn't they? <laughs> being bundled into a van, <laughs> just having black goo shoved down their throat. <laughs> yeah, because um. Sam Raimi didn't actually want to include Venom in the film, but uh, again, it was uh, shown in by Sony. Um, and I think he knew himself in the filmmaking process that, that, that this film is not of the same quality as the um, first and second one. But I think that he almost didn't care to, to almost prove a point to Sony by the fact that you shouldn't have shoehorned in mm-hmm. that series. Um, what I thought was interesting is that they... They didn't go obviously go for a full Spider-Man film in that series. They then rebooted it, mm-hmm. which I thought was a big mistake. Yeah, definitely. Because um, I think it would have been really interesting to see where they would have gone. Um, I think it would have been kind of cool if um, if they took out, they made Venom the next villain. Um, right, yeah, yeah. Because maybe have the whole black suit sort of um, deal in Spider-Man Three, and then like, and then the it ends with him getting the suit off. And then, oh yeah, 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 yeah. And you then, know what? That's actually quite a good ending. You know the bit where he's in the bell tower, yeah, and like, and the and uh, he he hits the bell, uh, and the suit is uh, it's weak to sound, isn't it? Yeah. So he like hits the bell, and like the suit comes off him, and then it just happens to fall on like his mortal enemy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> fine, fine. All right, I'd like to end the film there, just yeah. with like the first appearance of Venom. That's yeah. actually quite a good, like, or, or, yeah. or, or, or even like an after credit scene. Yeah, definitely. That's yeah. good, because um, Sam Raimi had planned for the fourth film's villain to be Vulture, yeah. who we obviously got later on in um, Spider-Man Homecoming. Yeah. But um, 
yeah, the uh, the reboot with Andrew Garfield. I didn't like it at all. Mm. What do you think? Um, well, it wasn't really. Um, I think the main criticism of it was that um, it wasn't really Peter Parker as the character. It was like some misunderstood indie hipster <laughs> kid. It's exactly what it is. Yeah, and um, I think that's why a lot of people didn't like it, uh, which I understand. But I suppose it appealed to other indie hipster kids who probably thought it was cool. So, um, yeah. But I, I quite like Gwen, um, Emma Gwen Stone. Stone. So, uh, yeah. yeah. I thought they had a little bit of chemistry, perhaps. They but, did, yeah. Well, because yeah. um, what I think, I think that Peter Parker should be like a real nerd. Yeah. So I quite enjoyed the first Spider-Man's portrayal because he is just a big old nerd. Yeah. And I quite like the current one because he's a bit of a nerd. Andrew Garfield is just so ridiculously handsome yeah. and has like amazing hair. He was like 28 when he, when, when he plays him, by the way. Mm. He looks so young, but like he's 28. It's yeah. like, why are you in school? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're nearly 30. <laughs> I'm calling the police. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. Well, Kyle, uh, I think we will wrap it up there. This is the uh, ending to episode one of The Sweet Connection, or just Sweet Connection. I'm not entirely sure whether I will include the Z in the thing. I probably won't. And I'll leave this bit in. (laughs) (laughs) But, uh, yeah, unless we change the name for the next episode. Yeah. Maybe, you 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 know what we should do? We should have a new name every episode. Um... Well, that would make it really, really difficult to kind of sell to anyone, but and like for following because it would be like, <laughs> well, is this the same fucking podcast? Or not? <laughs> <laughs> is it Sweet Connection? Is it the Cat is Show? <laughs> yeah, it's like who knows. <laughs> well, Carl, it's uh, it's been fun. Thank you very much for joining me. Sorry, right. no, no. See you later, guys. Bye, bye, bye.